0: We're going to talk Bill de Blasio presidential run. Should he do it? If he does, what will it look like? Mm -hmm. Variety of issues that come into play. Um, If, you want to be part of the conversation, give us a call, 212-209-2877. We'd like to hear from you. Do you think that Mayor de Blasio should run for president? Do you believe he has a case to make? Do you see the Democratic presidential field as complete as of now, or could it use another voice and the mayor might bring something to it? How do you feel about the possibility of him running while also trying to manage city government and its massive responsibilities that... uh, that it involves.
1: Let's start by talking about the mechanics of this moment, Ben, and the question of why we're still waiting to know. Um, it, it, it kind of teases up the, or tease up an obvious joke about de Blasio, which is that he's always late for things, which is not the case as much now as it was a few years ago. But um, what is the holdup exactly? It's a very large field. It seems as though all the places, base, all the pieces basically are in place, the biggest one being Joe Biden most recently, why are we still waiting for this, do you think?
0: I think this actually goes back to, well, it goes to at least two things. One, I would say, is that he has the the most demanding job of anybody who either is running or would be running, right, Um, at least on the Democratic side. Of course, there on the Republican side, you have the incumbent president. But on the Democratic side, you virtually couldn't come up with anybody else who would have a more demanding current job or responsibility than the mayor of New York City. So that has to be a huge aspect of the decision is the job he's doing now. Can he do both? How might it impact his not only his ability to run the city but also he has to he has to be thinking about his legacy as mayor, right, and would he really hurt it by doing this in terms of accomplishing things at home, the image he might be cementing to New Yorkers about not really caring about this job? I think there's a lot of New Yorkers who already feel he doesn't care enough about doing his job well. This would maybe push others into that category um so that 's one. The other thing is this goes back to a chronic issue for Bill de Blasio as someone who has a hard time making some big decisions. This is how he's been known, at least people I've talked to who know him from his city council days. So I think it goes to a couple of those issues as to why we're still waiting on him to make a decision.
1: And I think possibly, too, uh, you're right. I mean, there, The things one would, I think, evaluate when considering a run for President are: is there a viable path? Can you get the money— to follow that path? Can you find the people, which is going to be challenging at this stage, given that there are so many campaigns out there soaking up the existing national talent, people to help you get there? And then finally, do you have the desires that the old fire-in-the-belly question of subjecting oneself to this campaign and all that means for your current job, which we hope or think he's thinking about, your family, all of that stuff. It's also possible that for as long as this decision period lasts – if Bill DeBlasio's decision is no, and I guess it still could be, uh, the moment that he does that, the the juice and the attention that has attended this uh, discernment period evaporates. And maybe there's a reason for him to, if if not the main reason for his delay, maybe one motivation for it is as long as your people are waiting for you to say yes or no, they're waiting on you, and you can you know maybe use that spotlight. Uh, to some advantage. But we have a caller, sure. I think, who wants to chime in. Hi, you're on Max and Murphy. What do you think about Bill de Blasio running for president?
2: I think uh, he's underestimated all the time. He was underestimated initially when his first run. Uh, he came out of nowhere and uh, he managed to um, really, really, um, I mean, he accomplished a lot of things that could translate to the nation. I mean, I think that he has a very positive, um, as far as he, I mean, he, he has that, those
0: interracial
2: aspects that could transfer to other people around the country. He has a black wife, he has a mixed, I mean, his kids are, I would say, uh, great examples of what the potential is, you know? And I think that he can use them in commercials like he did initially. Um, hopefully, he'll use his wife and his kids more to sell himself.
1: Caller, I'm curious. I mean, you sound like you, you i don't want to uh, prejudge, but you sound like you're a Democrat. Knowing what you know about no, the a
2: Democrat, yeah. Knowing what you but know
1: I, about the the field. I mean, obviously, this is very early. We haven't heard debates. We haven't seen commercials. But could you see yourself? Voting for Bill de Blasio in a field that has Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, all the other names we've yes, heard about?
2: Yes. I could, if it was Joe Biden uh, against, uh, I think Biden creeps me out. Uh, <laughs> de Blasio, we need, you know, we have a psychopath in the White House and we need
0: an egomaniac
2: and irresponsible person. And we have, we need someone like de Blasio who is low-key, he's boring, he's not exciting, he's not going to, he's not going to, um, surprise you, you know, um, very interesting. I think it's time for, you know, we have Carter, we had Carter, um, you know, come in after, uh, disastrous presidencies like, um uh, Ford and, um, Nixon. And I think we need a, uh, I need a vacation.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank thank you. you for the Thanks call. Appreciate it. The yeah. Call. No, th- you know, that's a very interesting sentiment for the 2020 race. All told, is this notion of people who want days to go by where they forget the pres, who the president is, or they forget that there's a president. You know, it's just not constant, you know, discussion of the president and the presidency. Um, you know, a little bit of quote unquote normalcy and boring would be would be kind of nice. I think he, you know he makes a point that you might get some of that certainly with Bill De Blasio, but you know one of the interesting things about De Blasio is that he. Um, you know, has not been that as mayor in a lot of ways in terms of some of the sort of a- attempts to go national much earlier than he probably should have, some of the campaign finance fundraising scandals and ethics issues you know that that have undermined his mayoralty um you know he's been a little bit i think less boring than he probably should have been as mayor,
1: and I think as mayor is the key phrase, right I mean that is obviously. The selling point he has, he can point to his achievements, and they are substantial, pre-K, some of the criminal justice reforms, some of the environmental stuff, other measures. He can point to a list of accomplishments that many of his opponents because they are in legislative jobs and maybe have been in a minority position um, in their legislative body during their careers, can't necessarily point to. Um, But the other side of that, obviously, is he's been mayor of a big city and therefore culpable for the problems that he's had and also exposed on a daily basis to, uh, on a personal basis, to the very smart, very aggressive New York City press corps. And so, you know, there's a a long history there of um, bad moments, Uh, bad answers bad stories that would be obviously part of the case against him
0: he's in a very tricky situation because virtually all of the you know major media is, is is based in new york city so even the folks that are writing at national outlets or on cnn or other places have opinions about the mayor of new york city and that's challenging especially when you know traffic is terrible in the city people know there's a homelessness crisis people have heard about the lead issues at Nycha you know people know that the mayor drives to the gym in park slope all the time you know there's just things that are both very substantive and less substantive though that are about Bill de Blasio that people know are problems or that are grading, and you have a lot of that coming out you know what's really fascinating about this and and I would attribute some of this to the way he's handled this exploration but not all of it is Virtually all the big profiles and pieces about him running are, you know, at least partially ridiculing him, pointing out all these Mm -hmm. problems with his personality in a lot of ways and his stubbornness, which are very true and very valid. However, you wouldn't see that if he wasn't mayor of New York City. So it's a little bit of a challenge for someone putting out this trial balloon.
1: And what's been frustrating for me over the six years that De Blasio has been a citywide figure. Is that our citywide figure as as, as mayor, almost mayor, is that he, there have been people who have been against him from day one, from day minus fifty when he was you know on the verge mayor of becoming elect, yeah. a mayor elect, um, and that's not just the New York Post. I mean, the New York Times was very skeptical about him. Clearly, um, the favored candidate by people who made decisions that paper was christine quinn i think the fact that de blasio one kind of exposed maybe that some people in that room were out of touch and i think that was uncomfortable for them I think de Blasio has often walked right into fulfilling the stereotypes and expectations about him, not down the line. Some of the management in the early days was better than I think people expected. Pre-K rolled out much better than I think folks anticipated. But uh, in many ways, he did uh, verify some of, their, some of their misgivings. And that's been, you know, that's, I think, been a problem. And I think that ties into the fact that, um, that de Blasio has had this frustrating approach to the optics of politics. Like things like going to the gym. On some level, you respect the fact that he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym. I want to go to that gym. It looks terrible. I don't care how terrible it looks. To some degree, you respect that. This is someone who is not playing the game of we have to have a a politician we like. You know, George W. Bush was a guy you could have had a beer with, which of course, is fictional because he didn't drink, and also he sent thousands of people to their deaths in Iraq, so who cares if you can have a drink with him? But uh, this he, he kind of is a rejection of that kind of politics of personality, which is refreshing on one level, but also distressing on others, because at some point, there has to be some goodwill, and he's done very little to, to develop that.
0: Well, on that, I, I, I slightly want to disagree with you a little bit, because I think when he was elected... There was a little bit of a thing during that campaign that he he was actually more of a sort of every guy, family man, outer borough guy, not of the elite, um, you know, that was sort of coming through his campaign, public school parent. He played up big true um you know and and in in a lot of ways trying to uh you know be the not bloomberg that he positioned himself as very well and so i think there was a little bit of that that has come crumbling down as we've seen the reality of sort of who he is and how he operates so um there's a little bit of of i think complication there but (laughs) this is a guy who i think we've said on on a few fronts here going to the gym all the time stubbornly in Brooklyn when it seems like he's slightly disinterested in being mayor cements that for people frustrates for people who are paying attention why are you, why are you doing this and he says it's to stay connected to his community then he has a homeless person, and advocate, come up to him at his gym, and he brushes her off in very disrespectful fashion. Uh, You know, just these things that are really grating to people that follow closely. But let's also back up. From the moment he became mayor, he had this chronic lateness problem that when you take that, which he's largely addressed, as you said, but when you take that early on, plus the fact that he was very quickly trying to dabble on the national stage, plus the gym stuff— plus the you know sort of constant complaining about the press and fighting with the press and these variety of factors paint a picture now exploring this presidency of sort of saying that he's more important than the people he's elected to serve i think is a is a theme that kind of comes through even if he's got a bunch of policies that are really good for a lot of people it's a really problematic uh, dichotomy there.
1: So I think it's safe to say that in terms of the viability of a candidacy for president by Bill de Blasio, he would need, uh, he would be the darkest of horses and would need lightning to strike as it did in 2013 with Anthony Weiner collapsing at kind of a perfect moment. Um, you know, that would be the path. You know, there is, there is, a, there is a path Um, for him. It is a convoluted one um, compared to virtually all the other at least top-line candidates in the race. So let's set that aside for a second and say, would he be running for president or is he running to be HUD secretary or vice president or ambassador to the Vatican or whatever other things he wants to do after he leaves
0: office? So there's a chance that he jumps in this race. He's got, you know, a bold progressive platform and he's sort of Emulating Elizabeth Warren, except he's got a few different ideas and he also is pointing to his experience and maybe he impresses some people and gets some interesting articles about the policy proposals he's putting out there. Let's say he somehow qualifies for the first debate, which is June 26th, 27th. Uh, They're doing it over two nights because there's so many candidates. He's actually not that far off, I believe, from, from actually making that because it's a very low threshold uh, that you have to, to hit to make that debate. But let's just say he, get, he can get a little momentum going. He might impress my, – my point in saying that is not that he'll win. We shouldn't totally count that out. There's a long way to go. But that he might start impressing some people is my point. And he might then be come on a list of some cabinet secretaries or the next president's, you know, urban policy guru or something along those lines where he figures out his next job along the way. And he does need a new job as of January 1, 2022. So so maybe there's a variety of things I think he would be willing and interested interested to do in a cabinet. I don't see anybody picking him as a vice presidential running mate, but maybe a cabinet position down the line is possible Sort of knowing him and the way he operates, I don't know that he won't frustrate, you know, the eventual winner enough during this process that they would then rule him out.
1: So I think the lens that I, I'm going to apply to this over the next couple of weeks when we learn his decision and, and perhaps learn that he is, is going to run or moving to some deeper stage of exploration, if that's how he casts it, you know, I don't know. If he has any chance in the primary, I don't know if he would win a general election matchup against a sitting president. I have no idea what kind of a a president he would make. Um, My concern, I guess, is about what would the impact on the city be if he runs? On his ability to manage the city? On the policy choices he would make, for good or ill, would they be cast for a national audience? And I think yeah, I think those are probably the bit the big two the big two points. Management of the city policies um, are the things that we would we would worry about. Do
0: you think he can run for president and run the city at the same time?
1: I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think there would be, I mean, you know, a, a critic of Bill de Blasio would say, well, he's already checked out mm-hmm. and he already he already offloads. And I don't think that's necessarily true down the road, um, down the line. Uh, he is not a guy who's present in City Hall necessarily every day. But um, the other knock on de Blasio is that he's a relentless micromanager. So somewhere in between the two is true. And, you know, the city is continuing to run despite that. So I'm not sure um, about that. But I think it would be difficult for him Especially as we approach 2021, we have other people kind of stepping up, bigger personalities, to exert the power of the Meralty and to be present for the things that pop up. You know, you expect that's one of the interesting things about his position, right? You expect him to be on the scene when there's like a serious 5 alarm fire or to talk about when a cop gets seriously He went dangerous. today to the
0: site of this terrible tragic nitro fire.
1: And that would be difficult uh, to do if even if you're coming from as close as New Hampshire or as right. far away from, as Iowa that'd be difficult to do.
0: Yeah, and and you know there are real questions about his management as it is and he has I think been more of a focused executive than some people give him credit for um, because of some of those reasons I cited earlier where he's given a bad impression to people and also had some, I think, problematic choices that he's made. But it is an incredibly complex and difficult job to do, obviously, being mayor of New York City. And I don't know how you really run for president and, and do it at the same time. And then you get into all sorts of tricky situations about, you know, he has to sort of come back at least every couple of days to do a couple of days of work. And then, you know, it's the first deputy mayor's in charge when he's out of town. He doesn't want to be gone too long where the public advocate is the acting mayor. You know, you get into some of these things that are very real and very tricky. And I'll say even now, I'm troubled as a New Yorker um, and also as someone whose job is sort of, you know, as a watchdog of city government by the notion that you know he's spending a significant amount of time, he's working on this polling that he said, you know, his pack is doing in Iowa and he's taking all this stuff into consideration as he's making a decision. When he was doing the travel to some early primary states, he of course had to prep for those visits. Who's the local leader of this? Who's the local leader of that? Who's, who am I meeting with? All that type of stuff. Imagine if he jumps in and the type of prep that he'll have to be doing about national issues, about international issues. I mean, it's an immense. Amazing- undertaking and you know the idea that you can run the city is is problematic
1: and it upsets me to some degree um leaving aside again wherever his case for running is is his path viable or not he's the mayor of new york city this is this is an odd job to be sort of looking for your next job from and maybe leaving early i mean he's one of the most powerful leaders in the country um he has the ability and he has had the ability to affect millions of lives the policies he he implements. Uh, to be looking for an exit for the national stage or because, you know, he's gonna leave office in a couple years and is still fairly young. I understand that, but it just seems it just seems very, very strange. And and the one thing I'd say, I mean, when I was talking earlier about my, my concerns about what the impact on the city would be, I know I had a third one. It was management <laughs> policy impacts of running, and then the donors thing. Yes, Because Bill de Blasio obviously has had a ton of trouble um, about the people who have donated money to his nonprofit, his campaign, campaigns that he has raised money for, and what that has led to in terms of city policies and access. Bill de Blasio would not run for another city office, so one would think that that issue would be at least over now in terms of future problems. But if he's going to be running for a president raising money for a presidential campaign, it raises that issue all over again. It's
0: already been happening with his PAC. Uh,
1: with his pack, yeah. right? And, and now he would have direct donations to him, and so there would need to be, at the very least, I think, a a rigid set of criteria about how they're going to go about this, what kind of you know blinders they'll have on to prevent uh, problems, what kind of transparency uh, it would have to be dealt with, because otherwise he will his campaign will seek will serve to further erode. Confidence in the system, and that'd be a shame.
0: We have two more minutes on this topic. Let's let me let me say a couple, maybe slightly more positive things. Um, and I want to hear what you, how you would capture. You know, you just published something at City Limits that gives a really good breakdown, good, bad, ugly about Bill De Blasio. Folks should check that out. Um, so, so maybe you can give sort of your take on what his case would be, the the sort of De Blasio pitch that would maybe be appealing to some some voters. I'll say even before that, though, you know, one of the problems for him, as is the case often, is that he's he's probably coming in too late if he does jump in, even though there is a lot of time till the first votes are cast next year. There is, you know, there's a lot of established candidates in the ring already. Um, I, I, you know, maybe people are open to hearing from another new voice. One thing I want to say is I actually think it might be something that he should have done. If he had really run the city and done well for a term and not tried to have a national profile in 2015 and 16, and he had really just done the job he was hired and elected to do on the mandate that he had with the vision that he had and really buckle down and execute, you get reelected, and then you say, all right, america Look what we're doing in New York City. This can be a model, and you start to build a national profile. Term two, and then all of a sudden, you're saying, "You know what? Let me dabble with this uh, presidential ambition."
1: I agree, and I think I, you know, I think I have to own up to some responsibility for being one of the people who, in 2013, kind of created this aura around De Blasio and writing for the Nation and City Limits about what he meant for the progressive movement. I think we might have gotten ahead of ourselves, and I think that hype might have been something he bought into. Um, I think his case for the presidency, if he makes it, is that he has gotten it done. As I said, he has a long list of accomplishments. Where he's moved the needle in the city is not anywhere near where some progressives would like it to be. But it is a a transformation in many ways on policing, um, on pre-K, on a lot of other stuff. And he could point to that and say, I've achieved it. I've balanced budgets. I've dealt with unions. To some degree, other than Biden— You know, his experience running the city with 300,000 employees is probably the closest thing, although it's not very close to being president of the United States. It's still a world away, but it's a lot more than being a senator or being governor of even of a state where you don't have that kind of, you know, um, that kind of operation at your fingertips. And I would say just one further strategic point is Bill de Blasio has always had a strong record on Israel. And Hmm. that's something that people don't talk about a lot. He's always, and I think it is very earnest, he's always supported uh, Israel. He has gone to AIPAC in his earliest days as mayor and said, part of my job as mayor of New York City is defending Israel. And I think that that is a, an element of the Democratic coalition that at least, according to some uh, analysts, feels somewhat alienated from the leftward tilt of the party. I don't know if that necessarily needs to be true, but that is at least the, the talking head version of the truth. And Bill de Blasier could tap into that.
0: That's very interesting. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go there. That that's a very interesting topic that maybe we can explore in more depth. Um, we only have a minute here. I'll, I'll, two things based on other things you just said. One is this Biden question that is also maybe we need more time to explore further down the line as we discuss a little bit this presidential race, especially if the mayor gets into it. But you know, does Joe Biden just sort of get credit for the Obama presidency? Like, is that now stuff that he's done because? One of the questions I've had, especially as Governor Andrew Cuomo has basically come out full-fledged behind Biden and talked about how he's got a record of accomplishment and he's the guy to really put up against Trump. is uh, My question to that, and I hope to get to ask the governor at some point, is what has Biden accomplished exactly? I I don't know. I mean unless you want to give him the Obama presidency – you know, most of the stuff that's coming up that Biden has, quote unquote, accomplished, he's apologizing for, or he's distancing himself from. So that's one key question. The other thing I'll say on Bill de Blasio's message is, and he's, he hasn't been very good at making this, so, so maybe I'll help him out a little bit here. But you hit on this is he can go on the national stage and he should be saying in every single facet of city government, I've turned the, the key of the city towards equity. You name an area, transportation, you know, vision zero, policing, whatever it is. Maybe I haven't gone far enough for some of my critics, but I have turned every single area towards equity, and here's how. Boom, 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 boom. Even on homelessness, which is a major problem for Mm -hmm, him, mm -hmm. he has done that, Mm -hmm. right? He's created new programs, subsidies. He's devoted a lot more money. Major problem still. But every single area, and you've written about this, NYCHA even, major problem area for him. Well, he in part, is being vilified for NYCHA because he's taken so much ownership of it. So maybe he'll make that case.